Hello, Waniacs and Splaniacs. As of August 2021, our Patreon is live! Woo! Splain will always be free, so don't worry. But if you want to help support us and help us make the show as best as it can be, you can donate at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. We'll be releasing bonus content for our Patreon subscribers every month, as well as shouting out the generous members of the Acela VIP Lounge. Yes, so if you like what we do, you can help support us at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. It's going to be great. And with that, on to the show. Waniacs out. out. This is Fountains of Splain, the weekly podcast where Tyler asks me a question and I answer honestly. Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> or we I'll did... read your future, but they're similar. Or both. How are those similar? One of them, you tell me something about you and the other one, I, you tell me something. Well, something you of... could ask me a question about your future. Oh, I thought it was going to be like you were just going to like look at my aura and read it and then tell me something Ooh. about my future. Oh, I but mean, no, I'll ask you a question. I, okay, I like the question okay, prompt. Okay. okay. Um, is anybody going to come to the show we're doing in Brooklyn on March 20th? How's attendance going to look? Um, okay, let me shake my magic eight ball. Okay. Outlook is grim. <laughs> Oh, honestly, that's what I was expecting. You can't get your hopes too high up. We're if we'll be lucky if we have six people in the house. That's what yeah. I always say. Yeah. Um. But you can get your tickets now to the show that me and Tyler are gonna do physically in the flesh near each other, side by side, almost uh, in front of you all, all you flesh sacks. Um. I bet more of you will come than the Magic Eight Ball said. The Magic Eight Ball is a hater. Famously, Magic 8 Ball's a hater. I also, I want to go on record and say that uh, we had planned to do a quick plug of the show, but we did not, like, plan to do it that way. That was an organic <laughs> discovery, yeah. and I just want to give ourselves a pat on the back that way. No, yeah, good job, good job. Transitions, it's all about segues. Good, good job, Tyler. Speaking of segues, here's where everybody can find us on line you can email us fountains explain at gmail.com you can find us on tiktok and instagram at fountains of splain you can find uh things in our show notes including a link to the show we're doing bleeding profusely from the mouth which is going to lead into another show which is basically a cool open mic night type event called kill them with kindness there are links in the show notes for those things there's also links to some playlists that we have facilitated one of them is the antidepressants playlist which is a playlist of songs to make us and you feel antidepressed a playlist of all of the fountains of wayne songs that we have explained thus far in order of explanation and a playlist of all of the artists we have featured at our mid show break, which every week gets more and more exciting and varied uh, and interesting and is going to be a just fantastic record of the run of this show to look back at all those wonderful songs and shuffle them and uh, discover some new up and coming artists. 
so I think that's it for all those things. Also, it's been a while since we've done one of these. So I want to toss this out there because I hear podcasts do this all the time. Must be working. If you could rate and review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you do that, uh, it would mean a whole lot to us. Give us those five stars. Write a review. Tell your friends with word of mouth. All that stuff is really, really helpful. So thank you to everybody in advance. How was your day, Tyler? It was good. We're recording on uh, Friday, so uh, it was pretty solid. Big Friday energy oh, at work today. Yeah. Was everybody it nice was in like, Jersey? "Yeah, it was yeah, nice today." It was nice here. It snowed yesterday. Like it was it yesterday. Two days ago, we had like six inches of snow, and then the next day, yesterday, gone, uh, melted off the ground. So the last two days have been stunning. All the kids were happy screaming at the sky kind of so were all the adults i most certainly was the kids were putting on little plays that they made up in 12 seconds it was amazing wow uh yeah we had a similar situation it was like sleet rain it like gross yucky sleet snowy and then it melted immediately and was really really nice so uh i I, indicators of spring coming uh which is very exciting because my skin is dry (laughs) and i really need the humidity back in the air (laughs) my body and soul are trapped inside my skin which is twice as tight as it should be and so dry and absolutely ripping apart and literally bleeding like many times a day literally losing blood all winter long um from every part of my body um yeah so that's weather corner uh, no other podcast would talking about the weather be ever so relevant we only this is so this will be episode 60 does that mean we only have nine songs left i mean if this is episode 60 then yeah we would only have nine songs left I, uh, just yeah you know what you know what we should tease, actually? Yeah. You know what we should tease? Right after this episode, we are going to begin recording another episode, and we are making a top 10 Fountains of Wayne songs. It's a thing we always knew we were going to do from the very beginning of this podcast. We were like, and at the end of the podcast, we'll do a top 10 episode to talk about our favorites. So with less than 10 songs left, we are recording it tonight. And we will put it out to be this month's Patreon special. And then in nine or 10 weeks, when we run out of Studio Fountains of Wayne songs, we're going to release it on the main feed. So everybody will get to hear it. Patrons a little sooner. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm like excited, a little nervous. <laughs> like I'm I like- made my top 10. I was like kind of surprised. Honestly, yeah, like. Yeah, no, yeah, same. Uh, it was easier than I thought. I thought it was going to take me like hours to do, but I just made a list of all of my favorites in no particular order and then looked at that. And like I scooted a couple things around, but it really kind of came together in a way that uh, was surprising to me. I was just telling you off mic that I lost my list. Like I wrote this top 10 list like probably 20 episodes ago like I've been waiting for this moment for a long time and so it's just been like sitting coyly on my desk very vulnerable this entire time and then I went to look for it and now it's completely disappeared so I'm sure like any of the people who live in this house including myself probably just threw it away in the trash because they were like a crumpled up piece of paper looks like trash um which is always a mistake if you're in my company but 
Um, it, it, so I just sat down to do it like right before we got on and I'm like actually almost done. It was really shockingly easy and, and surprising. And yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, we've never done an episode that is in list form. So uh, it's officially the Fountains of Splain uh, BuzzFeed uh, crossover. <laughs> Listicle special. We kind of did it for the Oscars episode, the, that thing you do, like Oscars. Oh, that was a ranking. Rank, yeah. yeah. Ranking episode. We did a little ranking. Yeah. I rank. love ranking content. It's such like clickbait. It's <laughs> such easy content to like watch and also make, but like <laughs> rankings are fun. They are fun. It's some, there's something cathartic about it, like organizing my mind and like trying to figure out the hierarchy of my taste. I am a little bit nervous. I'm like looking at all these songs and I'm like, am I going to have anything new to say about these songs that I haven't already yammered on for 20 minutes about? Mm, probably not but that's fine yeah we'll see i mean it's going to be like deeply personal now because sometimes yeah, you, that's true. You, the difference between like objective good song and like subjective good <laughs> yeah, song, song is I like. fast. yeah yeah absolutely well yeah we've been talking or i've been saying arbitrarily that songs are my favorite or one of my favorites for a very very long time now so yes it's very gratifying to actually figure out which ones that's true for <laughs> It's super common on the show. Every couple episodes, one of us says out loud, yeah, this is top 10 for sure. So we're going to see if that is actually true. And I can't wait to get an email from somebody who's like, you said that blank was on your top 10. And I was waiting for that. I'm sure I was uh, I... savagely rude to one of the songs on my top 10. And I'm actually going to be like, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm obsessed with it. Uh. It's going to be a fun episode. I also want to tease it a bit. I hope this isn't a spoiler, but at least one, but maybe more than one song on my top 10 list is in the final nine songs that we have not discussed yet. And so we could be getting one of those songs right now. And I think we got to find out. Same, same. Mm, Okay, let's find out. Your turn for countdown. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, okay. So um I'm going to count down um my grocery list. <laughs> so I remember. It's going to be uh five different kinds of seltzer. Yes, five. <laughs> um, okay, no, for real though. But yeah, seltzer's on the list for sure. Um, five, let's say blueberry lemonade, polar seltzer. It's becoming that kind of year. I really want you to honestly email us your confrontations and opinions. Polar is the only seltzer. <laughs> polar is the only meaningful seltzer on earth. There are ones that I will give you, Tyler. The second best seltzer on earth is Wegmans brand plain old fucking seltzer. Wegmans makes a good seltzer. Both of them are the only people getting the bubble to flavor ratio right. The only ones in the game. Had to get that one out of the way. Uh, four, I think we need um, some new almond milk. Low, if not completely out on almond milk, and what will we do for coffee? Three, the very, the very other ingredient of the thing I said before, coffee. Two, um, I think a red bell pepper would be nice. And one, uh, Greek yogurt. I've been eating a lot of Greek yogurt in the morning because I'm really bad at feeding myself. And if I have to make something, it's twice as challenging. One, finish, finito. 
I just oh. want to circle back before we reveal the song. <laughs> Always good to have a red bell pepper in the house. Yeah. So useful. Can be put breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Gotta have a bell pepper Add on the it counter. To any omelet. I mean, we have a green pepper already, or else I would have sent green pepper because that's where my uh, alliance is. But we already have one. Okay, so we have number five. Um, oh, wow. And um, I don't, it's obviously not the self titled. Uh, we had more Utopia Parkway than we thought, but then our but I don't think we have less than five. Our song from last week was also Utopia Parkway, though, right? Or from the, Utopia Parkway, yeah. On Utopia Parkway, we have the song Utopia Parkway. Yes. We have the Senator's Daughter. We have the Valley of Malls. About. We definitely haven't talked about Valley of Malls. Yeah, I think it's just those three though, and then I think four at this point would be Stacy's Mom. What's the next song on mm-hmm. Interstate Managers? That we haven't talked about. Have we talked about Haley's Waitress? Yeah! Ah! 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 Haley's oh, Waitress. <laughs> this is actually kind of going to be a monumental episode. This is one we've been like teasing both you and ourselves with since like day effing one of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into this in a moment, but this is one of the few songs that we have, like, pretty severely different opinions of. staunchly different perspectives. Um, Okay, now here is a lullaby for you. Lullaby and goodnight. Go to sleep, little Tyler. Okay, so correction from before we started. Uh, We said we had nine more episodes. That was not including this episode. So including this episode, we have 10 more songs to talk about. We're in our final 10 as of this episode. So editor's note. Yeah, no, that's good that you said that because we did promise everybody that we were going to do our top 10 before we did 10. So all the poeticism of that would have been completely nigh. Yeah, very true. Uh, now that that's out of the way, I need to start this conversation with <laughs> something. Because um, maybe it's just me who had this experience, or maybe you have known the whole time. Do you understand why this song is called Haley's Waitress? I do, but I didn't when I logged on to research this song. My first, The first observation I made was, wow, oh, wow, Haley is spelled in the only way I've never seen Haley spelled. It's one of those names that there's 17 differentiations of, and I'm like, this is the most, like, this is the most unacceptable spelling thus far. Uh, yeah, I had the same as, experience. As I was researching, I discovered what I think you're about to say. Yes, and I should say, liter- same deal, my first note, like, right when I queued up the song, I was like, such a bizarre way to spell Haley. <laughs> I even Googled, like, if the... And then here's here's the notes I took before we reveal why the song is called Haley's Waitress, which might be obvious. I, I've heard the song zillions of times. I never pieced <laughs> this together until I saw the thing I, that we both know of now. But I said, I made a note, I said the spelling is unusual, and then I said, maybe... Haley is the name of uh like a like a restaurant like this is a waitress mm. at Haley's meaning it's yeah. Haley's waitress AKA uh, but then th- yeah right but but then that is kind of weird I even looked it up and I couldn't find any mm-hmm. Haley's restaurants with that spelling um so yeah and then I discovered via a interview blurb that somebody put on Genius it's a reference to Haley's comment. Yep. It's a big fat joke about how long the waitress takes to come to the table because what? 
Haley's Comet comes like 75 every 75 or 76 years or something like that. It comes every 76 years. I looked it up. So it's like the ultimate clown on this waitress. Yeah, and it was a it, there's a quote that Adam gave in an interview with let me share the source just so we're if anybody wants to find it, it was through a, a soda jerker interview and he was asked about Haley's waitress and he basically just said it was a joke because on tour, Adam would be this impatient, like New York guy expecting mm-hmm. quick, exceptional service everywhere, which is like <laughs> typically the case in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would joke that the waitress was like Haley's comic because it takes her so long to come around. Ha ha, Haley's waitress. I, this, I, again, I've been listening to the song for years. Yeah. Years I've been listening to this song and I had no idea this was a joke about Haley's comment. I knew it was a song about a waitress and it takes the waitress forever to bring this guy a cup of coffee. And I know what Haley's comment is. And I know that Haley's comment (laughs) is spelled H A L L E Y. I never pieced it together. I, I, my mind is so blown right now. It is without that context. Haley's waitress is such a bizarre thing to refer to because especially through the lens of fountains of wayne songs which you could imagine in a thousand diners you're like oh okay so it's the waitress that belongs to Haley, which is like a weird implication that like a customer that's there i mean yeah that's our waitress like people say that but it's like okay this waitress belongs to Haley, who is just some clown on break at work demanding coffee and she's there with no one i guess like not her not Haley and a friend like not this waitress is working seven different sections (laughs) like just Haley's waitress um and like i actually uh, to to that point i made this note that the one thing about the song that always kind of stuck out to me is that uh, the the wording is confusing because i always interpret it as a song about a person named Haley who is waiting on a waitress Mm -hmm, right it's a person named Haley. so it's like a first person third person mix Haley's waitress never comes around yada 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 some of the lyrics and then later it goes to the first person I'll just take the check. I just want some coffee, lines like that. And I was like, that's weird that they switch it up like that. But if now that we know Haley's waitress is just like a concept, it's not a possessive thing, then it like grammatically makes more sense. It makes the whole song lyrically. It it elevates the whole song. And I agree. Like, it's funny that you said, um, it's funny that you said you didn't realize this about the song before, because I feel like in, in feuds we've previously had about Haley's waitress, I, I don't feel like I noticed anything about this song before. Like I just listened to the song and was like, oh, this is like easy listening, which is like debatably my least favorite category of music. And as we know about Fountains of Wayne, d- d- they are just trying on a million hats. Like they're being like this, like they know exactly what they're doing. Adam Schlesinger is saying, we're going to make a song and it's going to replicate the easy listening channel on the radio, but it's going to be this funny fucking joke. There's going to be all this funny nuanced stuff mixed into it. Um, They're not saying like, we think easy listening is what everybody should be listening to. This is the hill we die on. This is, this is our favorite thing. So it like more kind of exists into the attitude of Fountains of Wayne. But uh, but I feel like in that sense, I sort of just like listen to it. And by the way, should be said, this song comes in between Hey Julie and Hung Up On You, mm-hmm. which are up there for songs that I love in Fountains of Wayne, no spoilers. 
but also that everybody loves, I think. And they're also just kind of objectively great songs. And so when you're listening to the album in order to go from Hey Julie to Haley's Waitress and then back to Hung Up on You, I'm just like those two, like that sandwich, the, the meat is not what I'm after in that sandwich. But anyways, the long story short is that I don't, I didn't get like we had a conversation earlier where you kind of pointed out to me like the lyrics and I was like well since we haven't done this song yet I actually haven't played close paid close attention to the lyrics and since I've been re-listening and I'm like okay I'm kind of I'm kind of wrong like I will backpedal a bit and be like I'm kind of wrong again it's not my prefer it's not my favorite song it's not anywhere fucking close to my favorite song it will not make the list I will not even write it down however I will give this song credit where credit is due. I think it's I think it's a smart song. That's big of you to do to uh, go back yeah. and and reassess it that way. Critical reevaluation. Um, and I will say I I've actually always liked it as the meat between the Hey Julie hung up on you sandwich because those songs are so kind of up tempo and like more energetic. And this song is this kind of like slow, mysterious piano synth kind of like jazzy very more like lo-fi song Mm -hmm. and i kind of like that it comes amidst all these other songs that are high energy i think this whole album actually does a really good job of being up tempo high energy songs and then like the more low-key songs but the low-key songs aren't like skippers or sleepers or boring they're always really thoughtful and interesting and obviously this like you said this isn't an all-time great wayne song this isn't like all kinds of time levels of like balladry but mm-hmm. I do think the song has a place on this album and yeah. I wouldn't cut it. I really like this yeah, song. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I'm not saying like I w- w- want the album to be like, hey, Julie, bright future in sales, hung up on you. Like none of us can handle that. But I don't know, just like sort of like on its surface level, Haley's Waitress is like not the song for me. But then when you get into like deep analysis, way too much meaning, Easter eggs, all of those things are very for me. So I can kind of end and 50 50 on this song yeah and like you know we we don't typically speculate about who wrote what song anymore but if i (laughs) did have to take a guess i'd say it's adam because it's a narrative driven song probably takes place in a diner if i had to uh guess (laughs) if you're sitting around waiting for a waitress to bring you coffee and only a coffee um and uh it's it's really narrative driven it's like about a person sitting in the diner waiting for a sparsely seen waitress to come around and how excruciating that is at first for the patron and then in the end of the song you see uh you get to learn a little bit more about Haley. or sorry not Haley. i always thought of the song as the waitress being named Haley. now i it's just the waitress uh it's always sunny style just the waitress waitress is played by oh god what's her name mary elizabeth yes (laughs) yeah um but yeah, it's just, uh, it, it, it's a really narratively driven song. And that kind of reminds me of Adam's song. And I like that it's the song that's really kind of like slow and like kind of sultry and mysterious. And you learn about the characters and where they're coming from as it goes along. It's a classic, like very kind of premise and characters situational song that uh i mean i I always love these kinds of fountains of wayne songs i'm gonna read a quote from a blog i found from 2019 it appears to be somebody just listing 
just just writing a listicle style, taking all of their songs that they rated five stars in their iTunes library. I don't think there's any cap. Like, I don't think he made cuts. Like, I think it's just every five star song. Um, and he like wrote a little blurb on each song that he rated five stars. So Haley's Waitress is one of them. It's at five star Jams is with a Z, obviously. Obviously. Uh, let me see who wrote it. So I'm not being a hack. It doesn't say on this page. Well, at the record show, Grace is a hack. Uh, yeah, so I'm a hack. So Five Star Jams, that's his name, <laughs> wrote, What Haley's Waitress does sound like is a slice of fantastic AM gold from the early 70s. Heavy on the wah-wah guitar, Chicago-esque horns, and fantastic harmonies from Chris Collingwood and Adam Schlesinger. Is it a pastiche? Possibly, considering how radically different it is from any other song in Fow's catalog. They're not taking the piss, though. This is as loving a tribute to easy listening pop as was ever made. Music that can be loved by housewives and middle-aged hipsters. Yeah, that's a great blurb. Yeah, really. Um, the horns are amazing. I can't tell if the horns are like genuinely horns and they brought in horns or if it's like Adam on the piano making horn noises, which I'm sort of leaning towards. <laughs> Yeah, I I made a lot of notes on on this stuff. Uh, I I just think this song is compositionally brilliant. It starts as this piano ballad. It's just piano. Haley's waitress never comes around. She's right there. You know, it starts. And then right on the line, I just want some coffee. There's this gentle tapping on the cymbals. Mm -hmm. It's just this suggestion. At the same time, there's a little note played on a synth. Uh, and so the first verse is really kind of stripped down, but these like you can feel that something's coming. And then when the chorus kicks in, it goes into this full like m- kind of easy listening, kind of jazzy, kind of kind of disco infused. I'd even say light big band. Like there is like kind yeah. of this like just like really like just a boiling like a barely boiling big band influence it's a it's a simmery kind of song and like that guy on that blog said the guitar's got this great wah-wah effect the vocal harmonies are like amazing you never hear them harmonize like this that's where i I start to hear like a disco influence um Mm -hmm. and also a thing that doesn't get spotlighted a lot that really gets to shine here is adam's work on the bass like he's Mm -hmm. i think known primarily as being a really great songwriter for the band uh and his bass parts are dutiful and they get the job done but n- most people don't talk about how great of a yeah they're not flashy and i think pur- purposefully so uh even though he's a capable bass player and he really gets to like play some bass here bass is like the driving instrument of the song with piano i think which are both percussive mm-hmm. instruments so that makes sense uh more so than the guitar the guitar plays a way kind of backseat role in this uh i just think this song is so layered for like track 10 on Welcome to State Managers. Uh, and again, this is a band too. Like their first album is mostly just like guitars, bass, drums, easy peasy power pop. Uh, and then for on their third album to have these songs that are so nuanced and layered. Like you said, there's like a horn part, but also I think there's like strings someplace. It could be kind of synthetically put together with a keyboard, which would be in touch with the pastiche that they're going for. Like kind of would, would be awesome that way. So yeah, I just love all those little elements. I hear something new every time I listen to this song. It just reeks of like, you know, it's like when we talked to Julian Villard, he was talking about how Adam tried to make every song a hit. And then doing that, he would just like sit with each song and add and add and add all of these things so that every song is so, so produced. But like we 
often say, not overproduced. Mm -hmm. And I think this song is a really clear example of that, where there's so much thought and attention put into every teeny tiny little moment and it's in service of this song that's like effectively about nothing which i also think is great it's this song where they tried so hard and lyrically it's just about somebody who's frustrated that their waitress won't bring them a cup of coffee and i think that's like the dichotomy of wayne that i love is that much effort for such a kind of unusual and and kind of silly throwaway idea this now begs the question if Adam's playing bass, who is playing piano when they perform it live? We could answer this question for ourselves by just watching the Live in Chicago DVD we've all had for a literal year, but uh, I would rather just guess about it. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. When they perform live, it might be a thing where they just bring out like a fifth person hired gun, like a roadie that uh, also doubles as like a rhythm guitarist. This is my guitar guy. He plays a horn one of them yeah well a lot of their songs have like a horn section or a string section that comes out of nowhere and it could also be a thing that just play pre-recorded yeah, over just, like, a, yeah yeah um I- i'm glad you found the thing about adam saying that about being in diners on the road because on an album that is so squarely for the most part in the city of new york I I think I filled in that it was a New York diner, especially with the detail of her being on her phone with the agent. I was like, well, New New York is a weird place because it's like the quote unquote city of dreams, but it's like midsummer night's dream for jobs because no one is doing what they want to do. Like everyone came with some alternate dream and now they're doing a survival job. So whatever job you see anyone doing at any given time is like not where they want to be and it's like not where their brain is and not what they're giving like 100% of their time to. So like true, like they're also like, uh, I guess New York, like everyone's just kind of clippier. So maybe you get better service in that sense. But in another sense, you are just like constantly interacting with a person who wishes they weren't at their job. I also like that this might be an instance of a Haley's waitress but only this one time because you find out in that second verse that she got the call from the agent. Maybe normally this is a totally capable uh, Mm -hmm. waiter, Uh, but it's this, I love the perspective shift in the song. First verse, it's you kind of are rooting for, because everybody's been in that position where like you didn't mean to have a two hour lunch. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, like how do we get a check? Like we just got to get out of here. This is running way too long. Um, I just but want then, a coffee for the road or else I'm fucked, but I'm fucked if I don't leave right now. So like a coffee will be quick. And then you're waiting like three and a half minutes for a coffee and you're like, train is yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's a, it's like only Fountains of Wayne would write a song about <laughs> such a universal experience, but such a mundane one that right. nobody else would dare write a song about it. You're right. They make it, but the thing that's so good about it, I won't say so good. I'm going to reel myself in. I'm going to be objective. The thing that's great about it, it's good about it is that it's so fucking melodramatic. That chorus where they start say where they say, we miss you. Like if you are, again, if you're just listening to them superficially, which I did for most of my life, it sounds like a love song. It sounds like a, like a, like a song of longing about like, oh, we miss you when you're gone. Don't you know that? It is so funny though. The the chorus, darling, don't you know we miss you when you're gone so long, so long. Like it's like you've been away for years. Like the uh, singing that about a waitress is so dramatic, but like mm-hmm. again, just like deeply funny but also just super relatable if you've ever been stuck at a diner, particularly late at night 
waiting to get this check so you can just like finally go home uh it's just such a thing and I, but I, what i was saying is i love the shift in perspective because it when you begin the song you're with this person and you're rooting for that and then when you find out that the waitress is an actor and she's on the phone with her agent and calling all her friends, like presumably she booked a big part, she's got big news. And I've always interpreted the song as like, obviously she doesn't care about this waiting job right now. She could be quitting tonight. Like she literally doesn't even mm-hmm. care. Um, and uh, it's just adds this like narrative heft and then like flips kind of who you root for in the song where you're like, oh, good good for her like who cares about this guy and his coffee like this mm-hmm. waitress me it's like the <laughs> dream you know like you're waiting tables and then you get the big call and i love that you kind of like then see the guy at the diner as being kind of like petty uh because they end the song with the quote Haley's waitress don't you know something uh, you'll get yours yet like it's so spiteful <laughs> and mean about like such a stupid little thing and makes the guy come off as just like so petty and small and i, I think that's such a funny narrative detail it is it's just so funny to take a situation that would normally inspire anger like if you're like imagining being in the waitress's perspective um i've done a lot of service industry jobs restaurant service industry jobs um and I mean every time if you're a moment late the reaction is venom so to instead be like what if like your waitress came back it had been a while and you were just like I miss you I missed you (laughs) I mean that would be incredibly fucking weird but like that's what's so hilarious about this song yeah yeah it's just uh taking a little universal feeling and amplifying it to absolutely asinine uh kind of microscope uh uh mm-hmm. zooming you just like yeah. ex- i don't know i, I, I just think yeah a magnification of uh just a funny universal experience yeah i i've always loved this song i think it's one of a kind as far as wayne songs there's no fountains of wayne song that sounds like this it's a big swing i think it's cool that it comes and then hung up on you comes right after it because it's like you get this weird jazzy kind of easy listening song and then you get this like very explicitly in country inspired song back to back and it's like on the back end of this album all of a sudden they're taking all of these big kind of risks and swings yeah two Uh, big swings (laughs) two big swings back to back and you could say that those were strikes or you could say that they were hits (laughs) but i don't know i wouldn't trade either of them uh i think a lot of people find both of those songs kind of goofy and disposable but i think they're fun and i uh, appreciate the experimentation besides the last five songs on welcome interstate this is the least listened to song on the album but in my internet spelunking it does appear to be a lot of people's favorites. We said earlier, like, I'm kind of medium. I'm kind of no. I will skip the song. I'm down to. Tyler really likes it, but kind of um, admits that it's not like a Fountains of Wayne classic standout. But and yet all of the song meanings, comments, etc. everywhere on the Internet is like that guy's has it as his five star song in iTunes. You know, like it's a beloved song for a lot of people, people who are really really getting into those fountains of Wayne deep cuts and letting them crawl into their souls. I saw a YouTube video uh, where somebody edited Haley's waitress to the diner scene in reservoir dogs. And if that isn't a level of appreciation for a underappreciated song, I don't know what is. 
Wow. I've never seen Reservoir Dogs, but that's um, hilarious. <laughs> I can only imagine. It opens with a diner scene with everybody sitting at a diner. Uh, and I think maybe, I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe they're w- waiting a long time for the check. I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, I think, since I was in high school. It's it would be time. funny to do it with the Pulp Fiction scene where they finally take the guns out in the diner. <laughs> that'd be funny, too. Yeah. You'll get yours yet. Like, <laughs> Tim Roth jumps up. With the, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I, that's Haley's waitress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it I, is. I, I guess uh, we can move on to bad ideas. I can't. I just wow! Finally, getting to talk about Haley's yeah. waitress. It's been so long. Just like how it took the waitress forever to come around to the table, it has taken <laughs> this song forever to come around to our podcast. And I'm so glad it finally <laughs> arrived, and we got our lukewarm coffee. No, no, another hundred years. Maybe we'll have another good podcast idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. You have any bad ideas for me? I do. Um, so as you know, uh, this podcast that we're on right now is a show where we talk about a randomly selected Fountains of Wayne song each week. However, the the songs that have been stuck in my head predominantly this last week have been the songs from the musical Cinderella by Rodgers and Hammerstein <laughs> because I was recently tasked with directing a middle school production of it in new jersey so that is what i have been up to uh and honestly it's not a standout musical of theirs <laughs> obviously rogers and hammerstein like invented the american musical and all the original great musicals were rogers and hammerstein but nobody talks about cinderella they wrote it for tv it's just like a julie andrews uh kind of puff piece basically um and the songs are not regarded as being very good. That said, they've been stuck in my head to such a degree that my bad idea this week is to make a follow-up podcast to this podcast called Fountains of Rogers and Hammerstein's <laughs> Cinderella, where we can just talk about all of them and listen to them so that I'm no longer the only person in New Jersey who isn't in the eighth grade who has had to listen to these songs over and over again for three months. That is a really spiteful idea. Thank you, Tyler. Um, I was inspired by the diner, the the really spiteful diner who uh, isn't happy that the waitress got a big acting job. um, That sounds like a really boring time. We should totally do it. My bad idea is, this isn't the bad idea, but the idea is a sleep apnea app that tracks your breathing during sleep, which is very necessary. And then the bad idea part of it is that it's just called sleep apnea. <laughs> oh, is that not already an app? Like, it has to be, that has to be what it's called. Like it's a, both a bad idea and I would be pissed if it was called anything else. Oh, that's so, I don't know if those like sleep masks or any of that uh, are linked up to apps. I feel like they've got to be they've at this gotta point. They've got to be, right? It would be such an oversight. It's like you can track my like fucking sleep and like my phone can figure out when I like wake up and fall asleep and all that shit that I haven't even opened yet because it scares the fuck out of me. Uh, you should definitely be able to make sure people don't stop breathing in their sleep. That should... Yeah, that should have been the first priority with smartphones. Sleep apnea is enough of an epidemic <laughs> that I think we should probably scoot that to the top of the priority list maybe number two maybe number two we got some shit for sure <laughs> but number two for, for sure yeah um okay i think it's time to give a special shout out to our uh vip patrons the members of the acela lounge those are people that back us on the highest level on patreon and make our show easier to make thank you patrons their names are rachel hart 
Mallory Stewart, Law Pontiff, John LaFollette, Eric Gandalf. Sorry to patrons because I'm sure I pronounce some of your names differently every week. I'm just guessing. Uh, okay. Love you. Love you. Wait,